Hello everyone, Josh here back with Focus Otaku and welcome back to the podcast. Well for me this is actually going to be a rather late night podcast uh, since I did not do these sort of things around this time. But anyways, welcome back to the episode. I believe we're on episode 3 of season 2 if I'm not mistaken. It's been an awfully long time so I do apologize for that. I've been I have had well intentions to get around to actually recording a new episode for this podcast. But, you know, as with all things, life has its own methodology about, uh, you know, bringing me into terms with the fact that I've not done anything productive. So here I am hoping to be a little bit more productive, and we're going to have hopefully a rather long podcast for you all uh, this evening, or really, you know, morning, afternoon, whenever you're going to watch this, or I say watch, listen to this. My God, I'm out of form. I'm so sorry for that. But, yep, you're going to have to suffer through this because we got a lot to talk about. As always, I do recommend getting a drink of choice. Uh, I personally have a, a glass of water and a cup of appy juice, as we like to say in Baby Yoda speak. Uh, for those who aren't acquainted with the Baby Yoda speak, then it's just simply apple juice. Uh, but yeah, get yourself a beverage of choice. Uh, maybe you're doing a morning commute or you're doing a uh, exercise routine. In that case, hopefully uh, you will stay hydrated and stay uh, distracted uh, from the mundane issues that life has presented before us. As always, uh, also make sure to you've eaten because uh, hungry belly is an angry belly after all. Oh gosh, that squeak was loud. Uh, I do have some ambient noise going. I do have a fan running, and my desktop uh, is also running as well, since I'm also working on photo edit still. Of course I am, because that's what makes me happy when I get photos that I can edit and work on. Uh, After all, that's what I love to do, and if I could honestly make a living off of it, I would be happy just doing cosplay photography. But anyways, today I'm going to be talking about a few uh, things that have happened so far with the mess that 2020 has been, and I will also talk about uh, uh, sort of like an introduction to cosplay photography. I know I've talked about getting into cosplay photography, but uh, back in April we were going to have an event, a photo walk sort of event. I don't know if I can really give out the details of that, so I'm going to stay on the safe side of this and say I probably can't give out those details by uh, mentioning that but uh, simply speaking I feel comfortable in you know just sort of saying that I was going to be giving a uh, speech about photography and so I'm hoping that I can uh, repurpose that here for you all uh, because I want to be able to share that with those who really wanted to get into photography and uh, specifically cosplay photography so if you're local to the area and you know what event this was, Uh, hopefully this will be of some use to you. This is going to be a lot more uh, protracted of a discussion on that because I want to be able to be as clear and concise about stuff as I can be. I am still a very rambly and messy person, so I do apologize if I stammer and stutter quite a bit. It's because I mean well, and I just want to be able to convey the information that I need to convey. So yeah, hopefully it goes good. And without further ado, let's hop right into the first section of this podcast. All right, I don't, probably don't need to add some attitude with that, but, you know, we're trying to liven things up here. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so far for me, 2020 has, well, hmm, been a mess of a year. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on, and because I happen to work a retail job, it also means that my life is a living nightmare at the moment. Uh, not just myself, my family member, 
uh, i.e. my sister also has to suffer through that, so we're kind of in a same boat scenario right now. But, you know, we make the best of it. Unfortunately, that means I haven't been able to go to any conventions, because every convention that you want to go to uh, is foreseeably cancelled for the far future, which is a bit sad, but, you know, that's the dicey roll when, you know, you have a global pandemic sweeping through the world. But... <laughs> I'm not going to make this political, trust me, but, you know, uh, just, you know, it's all about staying safe and staying consciously aware of, you know, stuff that you can do to maintain that safety. So, but yeah, no, it, it's been enjoyable so far for all that has been happening. Uh, I've been trying to keep busy with a few things. I've expanded to a few new types of photography or gotten back into some, I should say. Uh, I'm very lucky to have a Danny Chu smart doll. As weird as it is for a grown adult male to be saying that, uh, I'm very happy with mine. It gives me the ability and the option to uh, sort of keep fresh on photo settings and just sort of test out new things without having to, uh, you know, waste some some person's time with a potentially terrible photo. Because that's the last thing I, I endeavor to do to anybody is to have to have them have a terrible photo taken of them. Um, and again, I, I say I'm still learning, but like any art, photography is always something that you're learning about. You're learning new techniques or, or, or new settings to take advantage of. So it's all fun, and I do very much enjoy the opportunity and relish that opportunity to uh, uh, be better uh, acquainted with my camera, especially since I got a new one. Uh, I did take the uh, advantageous... Uh, uh, ability to upgrade to a new camera in this event so you know perfect time to do that but i upgraded from my d5500 to my nikon z50 uh and uh yeah no whenever i start talking about it i just have to grab it i don't know why i feel this odd compulsion that it needs to be in the room with me when i'm talking about it <laughs> I, i'm very weird and i'm running on probably a few hours of sleep from uh last night so yeah you get to deal with crazy josh in this podcast tonight so but no it's a solid camera it has uh some pretty good weather uh ceiling capabilities uh especially probably coupled with a lens like this um uh nikon uh f mount series uh 35 1.8 g it does have some weather uh gasket sealing uh, i don't think the f to z adapter has any so that's a point of contention but uh, very all a nice robust uh, uh aps-c camera uh for those of you that care or even know i do shoot with a crop sensor camera that is by choice um i enjoy full frame i've shot with full frame in high school and I don't know. For me, what I do, uh, I do a lot of moving and with conventions, it's sort of almost like travel photography. And I don't really want to lug around a large mirrorless camera or just a large camera in general. So uh, for me, APS-C always fits the bill. Uh, Fujifilm exclusively makes APS-C styled cameras. So, you know, for those of you out there that say APS-C is not professional, I dare you to fight that <laughs> with somebody who uses Fujifilm cameras. Uh, but, you yeah, know, it, it, it's just... A very solid camera. I'm very happy to have a new uh, camera that I can use and do better work with. Um, and so far, even from the event, the photos that I've taken and gotten back and have messed with like the raw files and such, they're such beautiful raw files that are coming out of this camera. And I really look forward to seeing what else I can pull out of it uh, in the near future. I'm going to set you right here, little camera. So if we need to talk about you later, we'll talk about you later. Um... But yeah, no. Um, so that was a big sort of a uh, improvement for me. My old camera was working fine, my D5500. Um, it just was 
uh, I was needing something that was going to uh, be a little bit more future-proof for me. Um, yes, I would have appreciated having a dual card slot, but, you know, I can't have everything with my camera. Um, if, 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 if whatever reason it becomes a point of contention for me, I will just sell both cameras and upgrade fully to a Nikon full frame, uh, Z6 or Z7, or, or maybe even a Z5 for that matter. Um, you know, just so that way I can have that ability, uh, to have that if it ever becomes a problem or a point of contention, or if I just want to get into full frame in general. So, but the D55 still holds up well for me. It still works just fine. Um, Again, for me, though, it's just a point of I just wanted to get something uh, that had a better build quality for one, uh, was a lot smaller and lighter than the other DSLRs in the same APS-C family. So uh, that's why I went with this. It's a very nifty little camera, and for uh, what it does, it takes super good pictures, and I'm very, very impressed with it. Uh, but beyond that, though, event-wise, I haven't had anything uh, to do since... Uh, Pretty much the last big convention I went to was NakaCon last year, and then I, I did go to VisionCon here in Springfield as well. So technically speaking, VisionCon, which just passed, uh, what should have been just passing, uh, was my last convention I did last year. Uh, my last event that I did uh, was actually, we still had a winter meetup for Springfield Cosplay that we did in early or mid-February around there. So that wasn't like, you know, too long ago, but... Really, the last big event we did was for uh, the Japanese Fall Festival last year, which that is coming up close as well. So we're I'm, I'm tentatively holding my breath with this one because, you know, it'd be smart for them to cancel the Spring uh, Field uh, Fall Festival this year. But the part of me is just like, I really hope they don't cancel. And I just hope that they have like really strict, you know, protocols and policies in place, uh, like maybe like a one day event or, you know, maybe something of a, of a smaller capacity. But in any event, I, I remain cautiously optimistic for the rest of this year. Uh, I'm really hoping that 2021 brings us a little bit better news in terms of like eventability and just our overall ability as humans to get out and do stuff more with people because that's fun. And excuse me as I take a drink of happy juice. Ah, the golden liquid nectar of life. So good, so refreshing. So, um... But, but, you know, that doesn't mean I haven't been able to get out and do anything. I do have some photo shoots that are coming up that I do have planned. Um, again, as with all stuff, it's all just tentative. Uh, the closest one I have is actually this coming weekend with uh, Pink Cherry Cosplay and Acid Cosplay. Uh, both, respectively, are cosplayers from either Casey or the Fayetteville, Arkansas area. So... I remain cautiously optimistic. Uh, the biggest thing right now is just watching weather because we're supposed to have some storms around this weekend. And uh, yeah, as much as my camera is more ruggedized and is a lot more water resistant or weather resistant, I should say, than my D55, I still don't trust it being in a rainstorm. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to have to break my new toy in the same year that I've gotten it. So... But I do have that, and then hopefully around uh, late August and into September, I'm going to have a few more events to sort of jump into, uh, including the Fall Festival, if that does happen in any capacity. Uh, you know, it, it's all just a, a breath of cautious optimism right now, and it's something that I just very much want to uh, to be able to maintain uh, open availability for, because I love photography, and I just want to be able to do more of it. Uh, I love working with you guys. Uh, for those of you that are cosplayers and listen to my podcast, I, I relish every opportunity I get to to work with you all. 
uh, even if it's you know you're you're nervous in first time or maybe we've worked together a lot you know it's always still for me it's 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 like it's like going to prom for the first time i guess i've never been to prom so i guess that's probably not a perfect example but i mean it's just that sort of like butterfly feeling that one gets and i enjoy it you know every every time i get to do it even if i've worked with the same person multiple times or have seen the same people multiple times it always just brings this uh gleeful smile across my face and it just makes me happy because i get to see you all doing your best and being your best and looking your uh, most amazing as the characters that you love to portray. Uh, so I love it. it. It just encourages me and it gives me a lot more hope than I have had priorly. So, but yeah, uh, recently though, just on the 25th, we had a, a grand opening event for a local store called Otaku Anime in the Battlefield Mall. Um, uh, so Springfield Cosplay was there in force and it was a big turnout actually. Uh, a bit overwhelming, uh, all things considering, for the council group. Uh, but I think they did a great job in handling and processing everything. And I am very grateful, again, that I get to work with them as their photographer for the events. Uh, I'm not on council in any capacity. I'm just their photographer, so I don't get to make any decisions beyond, you know, who I or how I take a picture. But... Um, but if you guys are ever in town or in the area, I encourage you guys to come out to these events because they're a lot of fun and they have a, you know, promotion of just general, you know, communityness. if I can use that as a phrase, um, you know, it, it, it's a place where you can be yourself while being someone else to take a page out of their official, uh, mantra, uh, you know, it's great to have that. And especially in times like these, it's really great to have that outlet and to have the ability to go somewhere and and, and be someone else for a moment, you know, even if it's only for an hour or two, you know, it's fun to embody that character. And, and there's people out there that embody their characters very passionately. And it's just humbling to see that. And it makes me happy. It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, and other things that they do too at these events, uh, like I said, we had the uh, cosplay parade thing that went on, and I got to do photos for that. And I like offering my services uh, for Springfield Cosplay because I, I love the fact that they offer. You know, this is no way a sponsor, and it sounds like a sponsored advertisement, but no, I, I do generally love the fact that they do set up these photo opportunities for cosplayers because for many cosplayers, they don't get these chances. Um, you know, unless they want to go to a convention and try to compete in something. You know, odds are they're not going to get a photo, generally speaking, outside of these sort of events. They might know some photographers, and of course, you know, you can still get photos that way and such. And phones these days are absolutely excellent for anybody who is, you know, getting into photography. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's working with someone they see as a professional um, that I think is the most humbling experience for them. Because, you know, for them, it feels like, you know, they're at least, you know, going a step up, I would say. I can't speak for every cosplayer, mind you, of course, but just, you know, from people that I've talked to and gotten and have gotten the chance to talk to, uh, that's just the general consensus behind that. So I really hope that we get to keep on uh, having these awesome events and, and that, you know, in, given the situation that we're in, I hope that we can actually improve stuff a bit more. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that, that's what happened recently. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you follow Springfield Cosplay on Facebook, I believe they've posted all the photos there. I personally don't use Facebook. That's just my own personal thing. I have nothing against people who use it. I just don't like the company. Uh, but yeah, but they have them posted up there. Uh, everybody who is in the cosplay walk should have a photo up there. Uh, I went through and edited every single one of them that night. 
So uh, they should be up there. Um, and then I have a few other cosplayer. Uh, actually, no, I've actually got in touch with every other the cosplayers as I'm just scrolling through my uh, uh, Luminar photo catalog right now. Um, and then, yeah, really, actually, all I have are just like B, B photos at the store and then uh, us council members. I say us, but the council members of Springfield Cosplay doing their, doing their thing and just having a fun time doing it. So, yeah, no, but... Yeah, so that's really what just has happened uh, over the past few, um, you know, weeks and such. So it's been fun, and I'm cautiously optimistic for what the future holds. So I'm going to take another swig of apple juice real quick. And I hope you, listener, have been taking drinks of whatever beverage of choice you've had. And I also hope your day has gone very well and very nicely. Uh, you're doing a great job, and whatever anybody else has told you, you're, you're you're doing it perfectly. Unless you're doing it wrong, then you know try to do it perfectly. I guess. I don't know. It's late night. My brain's a little stir crazy, and I'm a little crazy myself. But you know, you can't help that. So moving on. Um, now we're going to get into the chunk of the podcast that will be a lot more robotic. I, I do apologize if I'm a very robotic person. I just sort of enter professional mode, I guess, when I'm doing podcasts or videos. It's very weird. It's like when you go to work and you enter that customer service mode. You're just like, oh yes, of course, I will help you and bow down for you and do everything for you. Yeah, no. I think I get that way when it comes to videos and just stuff in general. I feel like I have to be more constructed and concise. But that's mostly because I'm trying to be a lot more clear with what I'm trying to say, since I do tend to stammer and stutter and mumble quite a bit outside of this stuff. So I want to make sure you guys have a more pleasant listening experience. So you're getting the whole nine yards here. Oh, fancy. Yes. But yes, moving on, though. So as I mentioned earlier, I was supposed to do a little bit of a speech, and I wanted to use that still and sort of repurpose it. So um, in the event that we still have that, it's still going to be there. It's just this one is more of a longer, more protracted uh, uh, speech that is going to be a lot more biased-based. I'm going to be a lot more clear and concise with what I'm wanting to do and offer a lot of professional... Well, I say professional. In my eyes, they're my professional opinion, but to others, they may not be a professional opinion, and that is fine. You're entitled to view photography however you view photography. So uh, for those of you that are photographers that are listening, I'm sorry if I ruffle any feathers, but you know this is just how I personally view and feed into photography. Uh, and for those that are aspiring, you know, take my word with a grain of salt. I'm somebody who encourages others to actively uh, look at others, you know, see what style and stuff that they can relate to more and follow somebody that mirrors that. Um, I've gone through several YouTubers on uh, the big YouTube that uh, are photo uh, geeks and enthusiasts. And, you know, I have several ones that I like and several ones that I dislike strongly. Uh, they're really the only two that I can actively say I enjoy are Furnos Photos and Kai Wong. Uh, as well as Lok Chung. Uh, they're all, all three of those individuals are very great, and I just like the way that they present their format and offer their inputs and advice on stuff. I might not agree with them all the time, but, you know, for the most part, they're helpful, and it helps me develop myself as a photographer. So uh, I would encourage you to go within the same mindset with everything that I'm about to say. So, so yeah, so prepare for a long one. And there will be a pause about 10 minutes more in just due to the fact that uh, the system I use uh, does a 30 minute, 30 minute interval. So it gives me a time to actually take a break for my voice and sort of freshen up. So 
without further ado, let's jump into it. So getting into cosplay photography is really like any other form of photography. Um, you know, whether you're doing portrait work, if you're doing wedding photography, street photography, you know, it, it's still a portrait-based photography. It's just you happen to be working with somebody who is portraying somebody else. They're going to be donning a different personality and it is your job as a photographer to capture that persona, so to speak. Uh, no, not the Shin Megami Tensei persona, mind you, but, you know, they capture just the essence of what they're trying to convey as that cosplay. Uh, you're not going to necessarily have, you know, a, a good setting all the time. You're, you're, you're going to be doing this mostly at conventions, but in uh, situations where you get to work one-on-one -on -one with a cosplayer, you know, you do have much more fine-tuned control over the setting that you guys are going to be doing it in. Um, cosplay, I would say also, too, is, is one part portrait two parts landscape because everything mirrors together to tell the story about that cosplay uh, so an example that i often give others is that you know say i'm working with my friend sophia cosplay and she's working with her jade cosplay you know i want to throw her in a setting that's going to be more uh rustics more medievalish or just more nature based in general because it's going to suit the character better since the character is more of a medieval fantasy uh archetype um Wow, that, uh, that uh, text notification just scared the living crap out of me. I better turn that down real quick. Okay. Um, but, you know, so I want to put her in a setting that matches the character more. If I throw her in the middle of downtown Springfield, it's not going to look good. It will still look good, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, the pictures are going to come out sharp and great, but it's not going to look as good as it could be. Um, so, you know, case in point, if, I, if we flipped cosplays and she was Anne um, from Persona 5... Uh, then we go downtown and those photos do turn out rather great. So, you know, it, it's all about working with the cosplayer to find a happy medium of stuff. Um, if you are going to a photo walk or an event where cosplayers are present, then you usually don't have to worry about that because their cosplays are going to be sort of catered and centered around uh, a predetermined environment. So, you know, this is sort of like a case example i guess if, if you're going to be working with cosplayers in a you know stage setting you know you don't have to worry too much but by getting into cosplay photography you have to understand that you know it is going to blend a lot of different elements you know it's going to blend the portraiture and it's also going to blend the landscape so you have to kind of fit the two together to get a perfect image so to speak excuse me um but outside of that um cosplay is very much a a, a Cosplay photography, sorry, is very much a uh, etiquette-based photography as well. Because one key thing you are going to learn, have to learn very quick to be successful in cosplay photography, is that cosplay is not consent. So what that essentially means is that if a cosplayer is at an event, um, it's not an open invitation for you to just take out a camera or your phone and start snapping pictures of them. You know, people will do it, especially the phone, since it's harder to police that. But, you know, you're, you're going to face the issue of uh, having to, you know, understand that uh, that cosplayer is there because they also enjoy anime. They just happen to want to, you know, wear a cosplayer or, or maybe they're wanting to compete in the competition that the convention brings. Uh, so... You know, they're there for their own sets of reasons, not necessarily because, you know, they're cosplaying your favorite character from, you know, that anime series that you watch all the time or that video game that you played uh, to oblivion and back. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's about asking first before you shoot. 
So generally speaking, when you meet a cosplayer, the first thing you want to say is, hey, I love the cosplay. Do you mind if I take a picture? And I would say probably eight times out of ten, they're going to say yes. In the two times out of ten, if they say no, it, it generally means no. There, there's no wiggle room. There's no you know bartering here. It's a flat no. Um, so you uh, have to understand and appreciate that. And and something that I I say appreciate but respect that. Uh, but something that I've sort of gone into uh, with cosplay is not consent is the mindset that I have to understand that the individual may be in. You know, they could be in a hurry somewhere. So, you know, if they say no, it's not because they're, you know, offended by me in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, they just might be in a hurry. You know, they might be trying to catch a panel. They might be trying to go to the vendor hall or meet up with people or to head to the cosplay contest. Uh, my rule of thumb is, too, is if you can see that they're visibly in a hurry and everybody has that sort of facial look that they have when they're just trying to get somewhere uh, or do something, you know, I tend to not bother them because I see that they're going to be in a hurry. If they get stopped by other photographers, um, I'm not going to go over and ask them still because, again, I saw that they were in a hurry and then they get stopped. That doesn't mean I'm going to eat up more of their time. Um, and that's another thing, too. If you if you see a cosplayer stopped by a photographer, and, and you do see this all the time, and a lot of people just walk up and start taking pictures because that one photographer stopped them, um, it is not an open invitation for you to do that. I still, even after, you know, if a cosplayer gets stopped, I wait till they are able to make eye contact with me in my area, and then I'll ask them, hey, is it okay if I take a picture too? You know, I, I've had everyone that's had that, you know, say yes to me. So, it, you know, to me, it's just common courtesy. If you can still express that and show that, you are going to be a lot more trusted than another average photographer who's not doing all of that, who's just simply walking up and taking a picture and then calling it good. Um, you know, we, we have these etiquettes in practice because of very explicit reasons, and that's because there are individuals out there who are slimy and honestly don't understand, you know, common decency. And it's because as a cosplay photographer, um, cosplay does have a tendency to have outfits and characters portrayed from Japanese anime that can be rather revealing. Um, or very suggestive in a sense. And as a cosplay photographer, you do wield a lofty amount of power. You know, there's a high amount of trust that goes into you as the photographer to ensure that, you know, you're giving the cosplayer the respect that he, she, or they deserves. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you are, you know, a, a positive proponent in that, in that you're not going to besmirch you know that and i've had situations where that has popped up where some cosplayers just you know they respect what i do and they like what i do but for them personally they can't work with a male photographer and i've had that happen and it's okay i respect that and i understand why they don't you know want to do that you know i'm not saying it's just the men out there you know everybody is you know accountable for this but you know there, there is a convention that I go to that does have at least two or three male photographers who have very unsavory reputations. How they've not been bad yet, I do not know. But, you know, it's just something to be aware of, uh, to be cognitively aware of, I should say. So, you know, when in doubt, just respectfully bow out. You know, if you're unsure if they're going to let you, just just don't worry about it. You know, even if it is an awesome cosplay, I've passed up a lot of excellent Ryuko Matoi cosplays from Kill a Kill. And trust me, you know, I would have loved to have been able to take their pictures, but, you know, I didn't want to eat up their time or, you know, they were in a hurry. Uh, 
you know, I don't think I've had a single person say no to me yet, but, you know, even in the ones that I haven't asked, I'm pretty sure they would have said no because, you know, I'm trying to get to the cosplay contest. So, you know, if you can understand common basic etiquette and these principles, then you're going to be fine in cosplay photography. And I'm sure most of you out there that are probably new to this are probably like, wow, that sounds like a lot to do. But trust me, it's honestly not, Um, you know, uh, and for someone like me, too, I work with a lot of candid photography. I love candid photography. And for those that don't know, candid photography is about taking a picture uh, that's more organic. So you're catching somebody doing something that's not staged. So as an example, somebody taking a selfie that is not a you know staged image it's just a sort of spontaneous of the moment or maybe they're doing a silly pose and they're not necessarily watching you um i like to take these types of photos but you know i work in a community with some friends and family members who cosplay and they they know that i like to do that so for them they know i'm not going to take these photos and sell them on a some discreet secret patreon or something like that you know they're going to get the photos as well so um you know, it's just something I like to do. Um, but I have to build that reputation. I have that reputation as a trustworthy person. So a lot of my friends that I take my photos with honestly have come to expect me that as soon as they see a cell phone pulled out, that I'm going to want to take a photo of them taking a selfie. I just find it humorous to see, you know, uh, you know, Jade from Dragon Quest or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nagi or, uh, you know, um, Ryuko Matoi just pulling out a cell phone to take a selfie. To me, it's just weirdly comical, and it just breaks sort of the fourth wall barrier. Uh, it's just weird. It's funny. Uh, but I ramble and I digress. So, you know, that's just how it goes. So understanding that, you're going to be fine. There will be a pause here since I do have to stop the recording, so feel free to take a drink and enjoy the potential advertisement spot that will pop up here. I'll catch you guys after the break. All right, welcome back from the break. So, uh, basically covered the fact that, you know, we have to understand and respect the etiquette. Um, but as a cosplay photographer, you really don't need to, you know, have fancy equipment or gear in order to get the job done. Uh, generally speaking, what you have, uh, as far as your DSLR is concerned, is going to do the job just fine, because portrait work is generally, I would argue, one of the more easier sides of work. Um, it's generally speaking the posing, the, 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 the setting and stuff that tends to be the hardest part about cosplay photography. Because as I mentioned, unless you're doing a one-on-one work with a local cosplayer or, you know, you're doing sort of like commission-based work, odds are you're going to be at a convention center uh, in a city that you have no idea about. And you might not want to feel the need to drive out and away from the convention center. Um, and especially if your cosplayers aren't really wanting to venture out themselves, then you have to work around the premise of wherever your convention center is at. So case in point, if you happen to be at Bartle Hall, downtown KC, you're going to be a, a lot of concrete, so you're going to have to be flexible with how you're going to shoot your photos. Otherwise, if you happen to be at the uh, Overland Park Convention Center where NakaCon's held, then you do have some green access around the premise of the actual convention center, uh, which goes a long way in helping you do those more fantasy, sort of rustic-looking photos a little bit better than, say, uh, Bartle Hall down in uh, downtown KC. So, you know, it's all about setting and location that you have to work around and understand that you're not going to get the best resulting image all the time especially when your convention center, like the one here down in Springfield, happens to have two temperatured uh, colored overhead lights that are either cool or warm right next to each other, and it is annoying, to say the least. 
but you know, you work through it as best as you can work through it. And that's honestly the best thing that you gotta have to appreciate and understand is that uh, cosplay photography is about working in unsavory conditions and how you respond to those conditions and how you work with them honestly uh, determines the outcome of your photo. So, uh, but you know, generally with cosplay, it's also a lot more, I would say, staged. Uh, there are certain poses that they want to do. You can still get like very organic and suggested poses, you know, where you want them to have a certain stance or a certain demeanor about the character, uh, which is something that can be derived uh, by just looking at the character uh, or talking to the cosplayer. Uh, you know, this tip thing is all about really uh, working with what you have and also understanding that the cosplayer is there to assist you in the shoot as well. You know, even if you don't understand the character that they're portraying, the cosplayer is going to be able to fill you in on that. They're going to give you a brief rundown on who the character is, what their motivations are, uh, what their personality type is. And from there, even outside of official poses that the cosplayer wants to do, like a specific stance or a hero pose that they uh, individual character does, you can still be able to uh, extrapolate suggested poses. Um, and a lot of them can turn out awesome and excellent. Uh, and, you know, you can just have to... You can just have to? My goodness, it is definitely late if I can't word properly. Uh, you'll just have to be able to work within the constraints of the given situation that you're in. So, again, if you're working in an environment that is less conducive for yourself, then you just sort of have to work around it as best as you possibly can. Uh, but beyond that, though, um, you know, the cosplayer is there to help make your day and your job a little bit easier, especially with the poses, because a lot of what they want to pose with uh, is already established as an image of some sort. So you can use that image as a point of reference for how you're going to pose your photographer. Uh, oh my gosh. How you're going to pose your photographer? How you're going to pose your cosplayer? Uh, trust me, if the cosplayer is leading the photo shoot, there is something that is definitely wrong. There are some cosplayers that might understand, because um, as long as you're clear and, you know, uh, forward with them about, you know, this probably being your first time or something, you know, the cosplayers will definitely lean in to help you, so that way you get a little bit more comfortable. Which leads me into roughly my fourth point, which is communication is very key with cosplay photography. Uh, because you as a photographer will have a certain set of... Uh, uh, check boxes you want to hit off uh, for a photo shoot, as does the cosplayer. Oftentimes, the cosplayer might have different requirements than what you have to meet, uh, and therefore they're going to want you to try maybe a little bit harder to do certain things. Uh, as long as you're able to convey and express what you're able to can or cannot do, then you should be fine in the long run of things. Uh, but you got to realize and understand too that it's your responsibility as a photographer to ensure that. They're helping you to meet those expectations. So as long as you're able to communicate with your cosplayer, uh, cosplay photography is a piece of cake, uh, honestly. And it can be a very fun and delicious cake at the end of the day because, you know, you get to see these uh, cosplayers who've worked weeks, maybe months on the cosplay, and you get to see it all come together and just sort of sparkle and dazzle before the camera. And it's honestly a magical moment uh, when you get that perfect shot. Uh, and one of my favorite shots that I've gotten with that is with uh, my friend uh, Devin's uh, Yukata-based Todoroki from My Hero Academia. Um, that today is still, personally speaking, one of my favorite photos that I've taken in cosplay. And it's the one that I sort of aspire to uh, beat one of these days. I'm pretty sure I've taken an image that I, I feel would probably have beaten it in terms of composition and quality, but I think everything just aligned 
too perfectly for that image. Um, almost like some black magic was happening there. Uh, but no, uh, you know, it's all about communication and, and seeing a spot that actually might look better and then, you know, going with it and then realizing it gets you a really good result. Um, the other aspect of that is that uh, to uh, not be afraid to get down and dirty with your cosplay photography. Uh, that basically means getting down on the ground in the mud or the dirt and, uh, you know, shooting at an angle that would otherwise be uh, something you never thought about. You know, I, I, I tend to do what I call JoJo posing uh, based off JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where I might lean and contort my body in a certain way to sort of get the image that I want to get. Uh, I could honestly probably set it up on a tripod and you know, do it that way. But, you know, that's the easy route. I want to do the back-breaking hard route first. Um, my good friend Sophia Cosplay is a perfect testament of, uh, to having to see what I have to do. There was a shoot we did with uh, where she was cosplaying uh, Rin from Love Live, and it was uh, sort of her, like, uh, Yukata-style, uh, I think it was like Seven Lucky Gods, I want to say the set was. Uh, for those of you that are Love Livers and you know the sets, you might know what I'm talking about then. But, um... Uh, we were in this gazebo area, and uh, and we didn't have that much space because I was working with my 35 prime lens. So to get the shot that I wanted to get, I had to literally hop on the rail and sort of almost do the splits and sort of bend my body backwards and hope to God that I did not fall off the edge uh, to get the shot <laughs> because I did not want to use my tripod. Uh, and yeah, I mean... That's a lot of effort for one photo, but in cosplay photography, it's all about the effort. It's all about, you know, getting to a spot or getting in a, a certain angle or area to get that shot. Because uh, at the end of the day, that shot might be the most memorable shot. It might be the one that actually is the cosplayer's favorite. Or, or again, just, you know, something you can look back and laugh about when you're looking at that uh, particular photo of choice. And it's one that I always look back on, too, because it was a funny moment, and it, it, it sort of is my testament to myself about what I'm willing to do to get those photos. Um, and it's only recently that I've embraced, you know, the, the plopping down on the ground sort of thing. Um, and that was passed on to me by my very good friend Tokomana Cosplay. Uh, she also does cosplay photography as well, or used to do cosplay photography. But uh, she's a solid individual who I'm very happy to still talk to and get some inspiration from because, honestly speaking, bleeding into the other uh, tip point is to, you know, get with cosplay photographers. Seek out ones that will, you know, talk with you. The community is sort of very closed off for whatever reason that I've noticed. A lot of the photographers tend to be quite territorial and defensive of their clients and just of their what's the word I should look for, uh, of, of their stylization or of their, uh, you know, settings or stuff that they use or their ways they edit. Um, I think out of like maybe like the five photographers I've tried to talk to, only one has ever responded back to me about stuff. Um, and that's not because I'm sure the others, you know, I'm sure the others had their reasons for not responding, but, you know, some of them would just, you know, they, they would respond in a, in a way that was a very kindly worded, I'm not giving out free advice to competitors or something like that. Um, so understand, like, you know, you can talk with other cosplay photographers. Um, it mostly tends to be the ones that are less known that you can talk with, really. Uh, it tends to not be much of an issue. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's always about networking. But how you network also in the cosplay community is also very important. Um, 
because there are a lot of individuals who just try to force themselves into certain things or who try to uh, gatekeep or, you know, worm their way into situations. And, and I use these words uh, very uh, in a chosen manner because I've seen it happen firsthand. I've, I've seen uh, individuals up in KC who are very wormy ones and have wormed their way into communities uh, forcefully. You know, they, they, they try to take over a shoot up there or they try to sabotage another shoot because, you know, they might hate a certain photographer. And I've seen it happen and it's not fun and it's not conducive. So it's something that I always stress to other photographers to not do because it just makes you look like a prick at the end of the day. You know, you don't want to be that person that's known for crashing a certain photo shoot. Um, but that's a story for another time and a half. But, you know, it's all about how you carry yourself as the photographer, which sort of, you know, leads us back into that whole etiquette spiel. You know, you have a lot of power with a camera, and how you go about using it is entirely your prerogative, but understand that if you use it for ill intentions, it's definitely going to bite you in the butt. Um and you are not a gatekeeper because you shoot for this cosplay group or, you know, or, or you're associated with, you know, whatever other groups that are out there. You're not a gatekeeper. You're not, you know, a person who is uh, above everyone else. You're, you're, you're just another artist out there, you know, who is still at the end of the day learning how to use their craft to the best of their ability. And it's okay to talk to other people. It's okay to share ideas and bounce stuff off and forth, off and forth, back and forth. Uh, because, you know, you learn through photography, you know, you learn stuff through mimicry, you know, you see somebody else do something in a certain way, so you sort of try to mimic that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about uh, making the style yours at the end of it. So, you know, I've ended up developing my own personalized way of shooting, and it tends to be a very moe-based aesthetic, as people have called it, because uh, uh, I tend to do better with cosplayers who are more colorful or have more cutesy-style outfits. So, as an example, the Love Life characters tend to tick that box off very strongly. Uh, but other characters, like from My Hero Academia or Kakiguri, who have you know these very colorful outfits or just very showy personalities i tend to shine a lot more with because i just work better with those color situations um so but you know it's about uh, communicating talking sharing and exploring so you know if you happen to be able to go to a photo walk these are perfect examples of an environment that is open to that because you're there to learn with others you're there there to talk to others about your experiences and to share your insights and knowledge about everything so, uh, but yeah, um, my other biggest piece of advice if you're getting into cosplay photography is to not care about what another photographer is using. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had photographers uh, speak to me in person who are just learning or uh, ones that I actually work with at work who have talked about it. Um, and, you know, they're they blinded by the fact that they covet gear. Uh, because they think it will achieve a better end. And that is never the case with photography. You shouldn't covet, you know, the uh, Canon uh, R5 or, you know, whatever the newest uh, mirrorless uh, full-frame camera is. You shouldn't covet the Z5 or the Z6 or the Z7. You shouldn't covet the Sony whatever alpha number they're on now because they have way too many of the same ones. You know, they're not better cameras, than what you have yes they are spec wise better cameras overall but 
how you take your image, how you take your picture, how you get that end result is a culmination of your own personal knowledge and experience with photography, your editing skills, and just your skills with working with a cosplayer, getting them out of their shell, making them feel comfortable, making them laugh, or, you know, you know, have, have silly, funny moments that you can capture for them. Um, you know, it, it's everything that adds together, you know, much as a painter would paint with an easel, a paintbrush, and a color palette, you know, your, your easel is the world in front of you, the cosplayer in front of you, your paintbrush is your camera, and your palette is your editing software of choice. Uh, you know, so you have to understand all that. Uh, your lenses could also be seen as different brushes in a way. Uh, you know, what lens you use in a certain situation is going to get you a much better result than a different lens. So, you know, my biggest advice is if all you can afford is the Nikon D3500 or the Canon, uh, you know, Rebel T8i or, you know, a Fujifilm X-T400 or something like that, you know, just cost-effective cameras, you know, don't be ashamed about that. You know, it's something that you're going to learn to grow into. And if you want to graduate to, you know, say full frame or medium format, you have that ability. It's just understanding that if you go to a full frame camera from an APS-C and expect, you know, to get superbly better images, you know, that's not always the case. Yes, more megapixels means better information for the camera to have for low light performance, and technically it means that you have a better ability to crop down your image and still maintain sharp detail. But at the end of the day, if you're using a very good prime lens with, you know, the most supremely perfect conditions, you're going to get a good image at that. At that, at the end of the day, uh, you will be very proud of. Um, and you know, I didn't upgrade to the Z50 because I felt it was going to make me take better pictures. My uh, D5500 still takes superbly great pictures. It's just a combination of settings and certain requirements that I was having are reasons why I upgraded. You know, I wanted to have a camera that had a little bit better weather ceiling than my current one did. I wanted a camera that was definitely a bit lighter, a little bit more compact than that one. Um, and I wanted a camera that would offer me uh, you know, a little bit faster frame burst for, you know, certain cosplay scenarios or situations. So, again, just just at the end of it all, you know, you, you shouldn't lust after gear in a way. And I have an individual at work that I've recently spoken to who very much does that. They feel that Sony cameras are superior against anything else and that when they upgrade, they're going to take superb photos. And I'm sure they will still take superb photos. It's just that mindset is a very uh, sour one. It can paint you a picture that uh, might leave you feeling like you've cheated yourself out of something because you don't want to expect to have a camera that takes better pictures than your other one because I've seen a lot of people that have done that. They buy a really expensive camera uh, because they think it takes better pictures, but then they look at it like, well, this looks exactly the same as my old camera. What's the deal? Um, and they've returned it, you know. Um, and it, it's just something that I try to convey and express to others for them to realize that, you know, you, you have to understand that everything works together to make the image. So that, that, that to me is a very important tip. It doesn't really just ascertain to cosplay photography, but it's something that I've seen permeate more in the cosplay photography community, that a lot of these uh, entry-level photographers feel like they have to get the Sony system in order to take good pictures. 
Um, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like Sony versus Microsoft or Nintendo. I mean, everyone's going to have their opinions. There's always going to be the people that are the underdogs, and there's going to be the ones that, you know, go with the more popular options that will always look down on the ones that use everything. And, if, you know, if you happen to use a Nikon camera, you happen to be the underdog. So congratulations. Um, uh, because mostly in our community, it is a Canon Sony-based uh, ecosystem that I've seen. Uh, that doesn't mean that those are better cameras. It just means, you know, most of the photographers that are using them are probably more familiar with the Canon or Sony family of cameras. So, you know, potato, potato, so to speak. So that is just important to take away from that and to also understand that, you know, you sort of have to work everything together. So, yeah, I know, a, a, a long speech for, you know, just understanding that camera gear isn't everything, but it is something that needs to be uh, spoken about because there's a lot of photographers, like I said, that just, for whatever reason, they feel that that's going to happen. Um, but another duality of that is that you don't want to show up to a photo shoot with a smartphone. I'm somebody who is very much a proponent of, I said that really weirdly now, proponent of, you know, using a smartphone if that's what you got. And uh, thankfully, uh, in recent weeks, I've seen a lot more posts on official photography blogs that have talked about that, uh, that have stressed that, you know, the fact that we have smartphones that have such superb optics these days that for most, they're the main go-to cameras that they use for uh, photography. Um, but, you know, it shouldn't be the only one that you use. Um, smartphones are really great tools for you to get introduced to the basic principles of photography. They help you understand lining composition. They help you understand what certain settings do. A lot of uh, smartphone cameras these days, I think Apple finally does this too, uh, but most of them will have what they call a pro mode. Um, which basically gives you more manual control over your settings. So that means you can adjust the ISO, uh, the aperture setting, the shutter speed, uh, your auto, you know, your um, focusing distance and such with the camera. It, it teaches you those principles that you wouldn't have to learn on a, uh, a regular SLR sort of camera or a, a mirrorless camera in a sense. Um, you know, because most photographers will generally shoot in M mode, which is manual. So, you know, that means you have full control over every setting and they're not going to automatically change as you, you know, go from certain areas. So, you know, uh, it's a way for you to learn. Uh, and that's also because, too, in the cosplay community, you know, if you're doing cosplay photography professionally, a lot of cosplayers are not going to take you seriously if they see you whipping out your smartphone every time. Um, if you're newer and stuff and you explain that, then they're going to be a lot more forgiving, yes. But the, the sad thing is that for most cosplayers, and I'm not saying my friends do this, but you know, it's just the mentality that goes into photography in general. If you come in with a camera that has at least an interchangeable lens, uh, they're going to think you're professional. And the funny thing is, too... Um, I've had some cosplayers that have actually had this happen. I always thought, like, it was always seen as a joke in photography, uh, satire, YouTube videos that I've watched, where, you know, like, you slap a large lens on, and they're just like, wow, that guy's professional. Um, and then you go to using a prime lens, which is a, you know, fixed focal length. So you actually have to move yourself back and forth to zoom. And they're like, why don't, why, why can't you zoom it? I don't understand. You know, why are you moving around? You know, is that not a, you know, professional camera? And it's like, you sit there and you think about it, you're like, wow, you know, this is actually true. But, you know, there is that conception that, you know, if, if somebody who has a camera that can change a lens, uh, you know, then that means that they're super professional. <laughs> um, 
you know, not to discredit anyone out there who does that, you know, that's fine. But, you know, it's just that uh, cell phones in the community overall tend to have this sort of quagmire sort of uh, uh, aura about them because, you know, it does look tacky. It does look sort of unprofessional to a degree, I guess. But I started out on an LG G2 and an iPhone 6S Plus for my cosplay photography work before I graduated to a DSLR. You know, I didn't do any photo shoots with one-on-one cosplayers with that, mind you. Um, you know, I did that with my DSLR. And it was, uh, you know, a graduating experience, and it's something that I've done. I still take my cell phone camera out from time to time. I... Uh, had to use it on our last uh, hangout day for our knockoff con uh, when we were in the arcade because my camera batteries had died uh, because I was an idiot and forgot to charge them. Uh, so I had to finish off the day using my cell phone. Um, and it works fine in a pinch. Um, you know, and especially if they are a professional that, you, you know, they've worked with, and for them, they understand you know, using the cell phone because they know they're still going to get really good quality images out of it. Um, so yeah, but it's and that's just something important to know and i guess for the last tip that i can give uh, for this is really to just have fun with cosplay photography at the end of the day it's not about you know your photos looking like so-and-so's photos um you know i i have i went through that phase of looking at other cosplay photographers and going man my photos are never going to look like that and that's because they won't that's because i'm not them you know, I'm 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 Josh of Otaku Photography Zone. I have my own style, and it's taken me a while to see that. You know, it's taken my friends telling me that I do have a style, uh, because I think as a photographer, you don't really necessarily see that. You sort of uh, see an aesthetic that you like editing in, um, and and you can't tend to see past that because to you, you just see it as sliders. You know, you see it as a slider for exposure or. Uh, color balance or you know uh, 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 adding, adding in like distortion effects or whatever you know you, you visualize it as an editing process so you don't see the stylization before you you just get it to a point where you think it's very aesthetically pleasing and then you know you send it to the, your clients and then they happen to really love it um but, you know, it's, it's like me with the Moe thing. It took me actually realizing and going through my photos that, yeah, actually, I, I do have a very colorful and very cutesy aesthetic to my photos. Uh, and that doesn't agree with everybody, mind you. Um, you know, so when it comes to the more serious sort of grungier characters in cosplay, I tend to not do very good with those because I try to make them cutesy and it just doesn't work. Um, you know, but there's a lot of characters that you can do with my style. So I guess, you know, that, that, that's one nice benefit to this, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so it, it's just understanding that at the end of the day, you're just going to have fun with what you got. You know, you're going to have a great time doing what it is, and it's going to be an experience for you regardless. Um, and actually, no, there's, there's one last tip that I can give that I often talk about, and that's just how to get into cosplay photography in a community. Um, if you're wanting to be more engaging with a local community, uh, getting into cosplay photography, the easiest method is to honestly approach a local cosplay group. If uh, you live in a big city, odds are you probably have one or maybe two, just depending on the size of the city. Uh, and most of them will have publicly available events, and most of them will have uh, photo shoot opportunities. So, I mean, 
you know, I wouldn't say show up unannounced, but if you do, you know, just show up and find whoever's in charge and then ask them if you can help, you know, if you can take some photos, you know, you might say, Hey, you know, I'm just learning how to do cosplay photography. I really love to take some pictures with you guys if I could. Um, so it's a way for you to get your foot into the door. Um, cause I often get asked how I got, uh, you know, started with, uh, Springfield cosplay. And in all honesty, it was, uh, you know, not the same as, uh, you know, everyone else, everyone else's experience. And that's because, you know, I, I had a certain set of circumstances that sort of led into it all. So yeah, you know, it, it was something that, you know, I sort of progressed through and just had the fortunate ability to be where I'm at. Uh, you know, not everyone's going to have that fortunate ability, but you might have to work a little bit more for it. But honestly, just getting in touch with a local group or community, um, and trying to see if you can volunteer for like photo shoot events, you know, that's awesome. It's excellent. It gives you a chance to work with people who also too haven't ever done a photo shoot. So you're sort of on that even footing there. Um, and it gives you a chance to start making connections and meeting new people and discovering certain new things about, you know, cosplay photography in a sense. So, yeah. All right, so thank you for listening to that a little bit of a spiel. I am very sorry for that last uh, 20 or so minutes. Uh, I was apparently not recording on my uh, Blue Yeti microphone. My system decided to switch over to the internal microphone. It's also very late, and I have been trying to record this podcast episode for probably three other nights, and it just hasn't sort of come together. But this one has felt the most uh, glued together, so to speak. So I, I do apologize for that quality. Um, uh, in the future, I might try to re-edit it. I highly doubt that I'll be able to get it anywhere near the quality of my blue Yeti. So it will have to do for now. So I really hope it doesn't damage all your guys' ears with how tinny it sounds. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so that was sort of my protracted and very uh, extended speech that I wanted to use uh, in the photo walk. Again, I'll still be able to use it as I didn't really, because uh, uh, I had a few other points that were going to be explicitly exclusive to, you know, the whole situation, the scenario at hand uh, sort of thing. Uh, with this, I wanted to make it more accessible, more expansive uh, uh, for those that are, you know, actually listening about it. So, uh you know, I wanted to make that just generally more accessible. So uh, I did actually recently also update my uh, portfolio website, which is uh, OGZ Photography at, uh, sorry, ogzphotography.weebly.com. Uh, still uh, haven't gotten around to buying a domain name yet. Uh, that's just money that's uh, I don't got right now. Because uh, eventually it will be just uh, either OPZ or otakuphotographyzone.com. Ideally, that's what it would be. Uh, and I also might move uh, portfolio sites. I might try to find a more photography-based one than Weebly is right now. Um, you know, it's just for the free option. Uh, Weebly tends to be very hard to beat for just a bare-bones portfolio. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I have updated that. I've also updated my commission rates. Um, I used to be 55 for a uh, singular uh, photo. It's now 35 for those rates. Uh, I do photo pricing weird. A lot of people are obviously going to charge a lot more, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. Um, I don't have a lot of flexibility right now, so in theory I should technically charge more, but for me I don't want to feel like I'm locking out anybody from photos uh, because, you know, for some $55 is quite a lot, especially in this uh, given economy. 
And, you know, I, I don't do big events like concerts and stuff where people will obviously uh, expect to be charged a little bit more because it is a conducive, you know, event that a photographer has to be at and, you know, be at for a very long time. So, uh, you know, I'm not, people feel like I undercut people. And I've, I've gotten some uh, messages that uh, I'm assuming are from people that feel like I'm, you know, trying to undercut somebody when I'm not, you know, just for me what i charge is more reflective of what i think people can afford generally speaking so for single uh, uh cosplayers it's 35 dollars uh, for a session uh, 55 for two people and then 25 uh per person starting with a group of three uh, so should be a little bit more effective uh i instituted also a thing called the uh, opz photo pass and essentially what it is is the price of uh three one person shoot sessions um uh, that's good for an entire year. Again, I know I'm probably really underselling myself on that, but there's people that I work with on a day-by-day basis, and uh, so I say sometimes a day-by-day basis, I should say. Um, probably a month-to-month basis, generally speaking, on a good on a good year. Um, and for them, I can see, you know, that would be very expensive doing $55 every month. So, you know, I figure something like that, you know, it's a lot up front, but it gives them a year of photo access and that's fine. Um, and I've had people still tip me regardless, even though they have the photo pass. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to be able to be, uh, flexible and have options for people that are, you know, first times and, you know, are just wanting to get into getting, uh, more professionalized pictures done for them. So I have updated those rates. They are live on my website because um, I have a whole little commission page that you can sign up for. Uh, I don't do limited time slots and I don't do limited photo amounts. Um, you know, basically uh, my thing is until we're basically out of ideas um, or spots to go to sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, it, it can be a lot of fun, uh, for these shoots and I hope, uh, it's a little bit more friendly of pricing, I guess. So, and plus for me, I just don't like charging people a lot because if I could, I would do photos for free all the time because I love it. I love being able to do that for the community and I love being able to work with more people uh, that might not have the access to that. So, uh, cause I understand too, there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are, are not, you know, 18, they don't have their own place or their own job. And, you know, this sort of reliance on allowance or whatever. So, you know, I just want to be flexible. Again, that's just the whole deal with this, you know, to be able to uh, give people, uh, regardless of their income or, you know, social status, I guess, you know, the ability to get some photos done. Um, I'm also thinking about starting to uh, potentially expand into other uh, photo stuff. I have been approached by some cosplayers to also see if I do just also like senior style pictures. Um, have never done them before, but you know, I, I, I did some for a friend a little bit ago and, and they were also sort of also sort of like engagement type photos. Um, you know, so I've done it once, so I, I, I like it. Uh, it was, it was fun so far. I, I'm not going to do the traditional type of senior photo shoots. No, like everyone else does. Uh, I still put my spin on them. Um, so I still shoot them in the very much in a way that I would shoot, uh, cosplay photography. Uh, in that essence. So, you know, uh, I have that going and yeah, I will just need to update my, uh, gear that I'm working with since with the Z50. Now I have a few new things that I use, uh, for my uh, photography workflow. So for those that are interested in what I use, I have the gear that I use, uh, over on my about me page at my website. So 
if you're there just wanting to look around, uh, enjoy the perusing. I haven't been able to update my portfolio just because I haven't been able to go out and do much uh, in the way of other shoots. Uh, but I do have some that I can update, and that's going to probably be in tomorrow morning or something like that before work if I can squeeze it in. Uh, it just remains to be seen. It might be later in the day. Who knows? So, yeah, thank you for coming out and listening to this podcast. I say, you know, coming out like you're going to somewhere. Uh, you know, I'm very much still in the mindset of I just want to go out and do stuff with friends. Oh, man, I've missed it. Missed doing that so much. So, but thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evenings, days, and or afternoons. As always, this has been Josh with uh, Focus Otaku. You guys have a great one.